friends from college talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with the sweetest of cheeses. How you doing, Jesse? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. How how's life? How's life treating you? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Just working, working out. Okay. Just enjoying it, man. I'm I'm glad summer's over. Mm-hmm. Colder weather now. Longer nights. Like it's just I I love fall. Uh I like summer for like a couple weeks and after that I get kind of tired of it, you know. Yeah, like those the best part of summer is when you get like a really nice like 68 degree night where it's still like it's cool but it's still warm enough that you don't feel too chilly and it's night out. Outside of that, the summer is absolutely atrocious and I hate it. <laughs> and it's uh yeah, like and you know it's you said you've been working out. I've started this new thing where I cuz I I feel like I'm addicted to soda. I now tell myself I have to drink a gallon of water every day before I can have a, a sip of soda. Oh, that's good. That's and really so, good. so far, I'm two weeks deep. This is probably the most water I drink in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you never seen your uh, pee so so clear. Yeah, and I was like, oh, was it? like it got it, it was it was funny today because on the way home from work, I um, had a pee so bad from drinking the water that like I had to stop at Taco Bell. <laughs> and, and it was one of those ones that have like the code and i was like you know sometimes they have the code thing and then you're like yeah it's still unlocked they don't really care right they like yeah but it was so i had to go check i'd like hey do you know the code and then uh, i don't know if you feel this way but if I, if i use the restrooms i feel like i have to buy something so yeah yeah i do too so so i i got a couple tacos and yeah <laughs> but yeah uh it's funny they bring that up like it's like you know, so you're, you you know where I work at, right? It's yeah. like the most corporate of jobs you can get. And like, um, there's a lot of Russians available, right? And there's a lot of people there. You know, I would feel like they're all capable people. Um, but every single day I see at this particular restroom, it's just always pee on the floor. <laughs> like I'm at like I'm at a park restroom, dude. And it's like radioactive yellow. <laughs> it's just like, like like do the common courtesy of like if you know it's you, like like let's just say, like I understand if you, you show up and it's just pee on the ground, then like yeah, don't touch it. But if you know that the the, the couple dribbles on the ground are yours, then dude, dude, these dude, aren't dude. Dri- these aren't dribbles. <laughs> These aren't, like, like, it's like he's pissing in a trough. Like, it's like, Dude, so like, like he goes into the bathroom. Like the toilet's optional. Or <laughs> like, 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 and he's using the urinals, right? Dude, it's like, it's like there's so much on the ground. It's just like at this point you can't. Like there's so much on the ground. It's like you cannot notice that you're missing completely. Like, oh yeah. At this point, like you just gotta use the toilets, dude. Like, and this guy <laughs> doesn't give up, man. <laughs> this guy just... it's like this is the last thing he has ownership over. Like, he's like everything else has taken his dignity and his life. He's like the one thing I have ownership over is being able to pee wherever I want to pee. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pee on the seat. I'm gonna pee on the ground. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what the guy said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh on topic but yeah maybe maybe, maybe he just has like a beef with the custodian at your work and he's like i'm gonna make this guy clean this up they've been like enemies since like the dawn of time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're uh, just like pissing each other off the whole time yeah i maybe. i speaking of like uh also me trying to I'm, I'm trying to make it this year that i get into hockey <laughs> oh wow really like that's, that's a goal it it's 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 been tough because i feel like every year i go with this mentality that i should get into hockey and i feel like i should be a king's fan or a ducks fan i just feel like i can't do the ducks <laughs> i just i just can't yeah i the kings are too affiliated with the lakers for me to be 
cool with that. Even though the Kings are the one team last year that wished the Clippers good luck mm-hmm. in the in the playoffs. So I do give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Knights would be the third closest team. But mm-hmm. um but they but all three of these teams have already won championships. And you know how I roll. I can't just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. So the next two teams would be the San Jose Sharks, which is in California, which you know, it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Arizona Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes have, I guess, are considered the worst franchise, not only in the NHL, but in sports. Are you serious? They didn't pay their taxes on an arena and got kicked out. <laughs> they now play in a college ice hockey arena that only sits 4,500 people or something like that. Like, this is... This is this is my squad, dude. Like I think I think I want to root for the Arizona Coyotes. They are most likely probably going to relocate. If they re- relocate to Houston or something, you know, then I'll probably root for someone else. But if they if they maybe move to California, I think I think that could be my squad. And they have a really cool logo. You I'm know saying, what I just picture right now for the logo? I just picture like a rabies coyote. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show it to you. I, 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 I'll show it to you because I, it, it might, it, you might think it is. <laughs> but I, I was even thinking about it. I was like, two weeks from now, I'll probably just be like, yeah, I'm over. I'm over. <laughs> like, this is, uh, let me see if I can find the, Logo. This is what the logo looks like. <laughs> oh yeah, I think definitely has rabies. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. <laughs> it, it looks like a like a low budget Disney TV show. <laughs> right. Disney that, XD. That might be the first or last time we ever talk about hockey on this podcast. <laughs> but but I it's my goal this year to get into it. Hey, you know what? I I kind of respect that because like I always want to be like I always want to be a hockey fan as well. And I always felt the same way about the two teams, but I do gravitate a little bit more to the Ducks because of the fact that they have a really cool logo. I mean, mm-hmm. the retro, like the retro, their old, like yeah. '90s logo, is so good. Like, and their yeah. color scheme, so good. I it love is. it so much. It, it is. It's really good. But the Kings, I don't really care because, like, I don't know, the color scheme's whack, and then like logos whack. And then, like, you yeah. always like hear the all oh, the Kings brought like the Kings banners and shit like that being covered covering the Clippers banners. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, there's none. You know all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so I can't get behind that. I I do think like I don't know what the exact relation is. Usually I do know, but like I haven't looked at it in a while. But the Lakers and the Kings like ownership are like like related somehow not like family wise but like business wise they're related yeah is not magic still a minor owner like um he could be i don't care (laughs) (laughs) uh so like i've always and the thing is like you know how i feel about like la sports in general like i don't consider the clippers to be an la sports team and all the teams that didn't wish him good luck in the playoffs last year made that pretty evident uh and then and then i was like you know maybe the knights but you know I figured if I do get into hockey and I like it enough, then mm-hmm. maybe I'll become a Sharks fan once like the Coyotes move somewhere that I don't like because I can't I can't root for the same team that Ted Cruz will like too. So if they move to Houston, I I, I just can't do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I never want to find like Ted Houston like do a circle and like the two <laughs> circles and what they have in common and then see that sports team right there. Yeah, like, I don't want to see anything. I don't want. I don't want these things. These two yeah. things to coexist, but not be intertwined whatsoever. Ted Ted Cruz would be recruiting Kyrie Irving to play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, probably but, would. He's an idiot. <laughs> so I'm sure people uh, waited a month of their lives because they're like, "Hey, where's the LA Clips format?" We took a month off. It was to be honest, it was not intentional. <laughs> like, a, I think we like to be transparent on this podcast. Yeah. So they're like, so people didn't take a month off for us to talk about hockey. They took a month. We, we or people didn't wait a month for us to talk about hockey. They want us to talk about the Clippers. A, the Clippers have not given us a lot of news <laughs> until yeah. probably today, and uh, you know. People like to say the Lord works in mysterious ways, I guess. 
uh, about a month ago, uh, I was like, you know, we, you know, I like to tell myself like we could wait maybe 10 days or so between episodes in the summer because Clippers news is a little dry. And then 10 days came up. And I think like around that time you had uh, a personal matter and I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give Jesse some space. I'll hit him up later. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, we'll get some guests on the show. And then, (laughs) and then I looked on zoom and it said that, we didn't pay our, <laughs> our our thing, our little premium package. So I was like, nah, now we can't have guests. <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing is I waited like a good week to tell you that we couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, I saw a text like, hey, man, you didn't pay the bill. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And then and then like a week after that, I got it from another from our hosting site that I didn't pay the bill. <laughs> and it was and we both we both changed our cards and didn't update the cards so i was like oh, okay and then like i don't know why i went i let like another like five months i mean not five months five days go by and then i was like you know i'm just gonna hit jesse if you want to record and then something happened last night where we couldn't record and then now today happened and the lord god the universe whoever you believe in gifted us a long a law murray piece for us to work off of so we could bless you with like at least 30 minutes of clippers content today yep <laughs> yep it's true the where he guides he provides remember that <laughs> I, I have no idea i i sat in a cold shower last night like what are we going to talk about on the pod tomorrow like i, I was like i have no idea like when you texted me it was like uh you want to record i was like What's there talking about? <laughs> like, I kudos to all the other Clippers podcasts who find things to talk about. <laughs> like we we try not to, you know. I think last last summer we tried to experiment with different things, but at the end of the day, people just want there to be Clippers basketball already. And here we are; it's it's coming up really close. Yeah, like we have preseason games in less than a couple weeks, so mm-hmm. that's something then- to look forward to. It doesn't help that NFL has come in, fantasy football is taking over our lives right now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like every weekend I want to hit you up and be like, hey, you want to record? But I'm like, ah, I don't want to do anything on Sundays. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I got red zone on, bro. <laughs> I have like seven hours on uninterrupted commercial free football. Like, I'm not trying to talk about the Clippers. Come on. <laughs> And it just cuts you like on a lazy boy with nachos in your belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like brushing them off my belly button. Like. <laughs> Yelling at Nick Chubb for breaking his leg backwards. <laughs> come on, Nick Chubb. Whack it off. <laughs> oh, come on. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace all the Nick Chubb owners. Uh, sad day. I'm one of them. So that <laughs> really sucks. Yeah. So Law Murray. Wrote a piece today that I don't know it upset like a lot of people in Clipper Nation. At first, when I saw the quotes, I was like, "Oh, that's not good." All right. So basically, when I saw the quote about Marcus Morris, and this this is this is the quote: "Still, until M- Morris is moved or declared replaced, he is at a top of the depth chart." Don't expect Morris to stay away from the team in a similar ma- manner to Jay Crowder. With Phoenix last season, team sources, the athletic. I read that like I haven't read anything in my life. <laughs> so, uh, so when you first saw that quote, just the quote, we'll we'll go we'll get into the piece right now. The quote. What was your first thoughts? I guess I really felt indifferent. Um, mainly because of the fact that I just rather have James Harden, but I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm indifferent. I don't care because everything else it doesn't matter unless we have James Harden <laughs> to me, right? Like you won't. You're like you're like you're you're teasing. Like I, I'm trying to think of an illustration, but you, you just showed me something so great, and then you gave me this news about Jan, about uh about Marcus Morris, who was awful for us last season, and I don't think 
a season off or like a off season is going to change anything. So at this point, I just I become numb to anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, is that I guess does it make sense? Are you, are you yeah. feeling that feeling? When I saw that quote, I was like, what does he know? And then I read the piece and I was like, oh, yeah, well, if you really think about it, if you take a step back from the whole situation, if we don't get Harden, we don't trade Marcus Morris off, then, yeah, Marcus Morris would be the starting power forward. I don't I don't, I don't think that would that that shouldn't come as a surprise. I think we're just startled by the idea that it's a possibility. And I think we all wanted there to be something done by this point in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I, so if I recall correctly, the issue of Arizona with uh, the Suns, right, was uh, Prater was disgruntled and you know, very upset with the situation because they were trying to get rid of him, right, to begin with? I think something on that on those lines, yeah. Yeah, so, and they, I guess they, it's so vague, right? What was the reason for that whole fiasco, like, of them sitting him out for the whole season? I feel like he was still serviceable of, of a player, and they didn't want to risk maybe thinking along, thinking from the Suns' perspective, I wouldn't want to risk this guy getting injured and losing trade value. Whereas Morris has no value to us, right? He's just, he's just cap space. That's going to be like off your books next season. That's it. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think he has anything for any team. No. And we'll, we'll get into something in a second, but There's somebody in this league who might think if we had him on a vet man, which was low risk, possibly high reward, he could be a catch and shoot three guy that could come off the bench or something for another team. Uh, But he doesn't really add any value. And you're, you're kind of right. Like, I do know that people in the organization still like Marcus Morris. I know, like, there's front office people who still like him. I know there's some coaches. I know he might have a riff of Ty Lue for Ty Lue benching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I know the players still like him. I, I I think, I'm pretty sure Paul George does. Like, yeah. so it's not like it's a totally toxic situation. It, it could be toxic, and it's probably not easy but i'm for i'm sure for a lot of people involved it's just business mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure the bridge hasn't been burned but there was probably a little part of it on fire when we tried to trade him for brogdon in june mm-hmm. and but you know a few months have gone by we still technically have a mere coffee i have no idea what's going on with that situation uh yeah like i i it make I do like it looks like we're going in training camp. He's probably going to start a preseason game at at power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the one team that could use a Marcus Morris, and it's not because of his actual NBA playing. And this is a very sensitive topic, but I'm just going to address it. Houston has Kevin Porter Jr. I think they're trying to get him off the books. They've been willing to include draft picks to trade him to another team. I believe his contract's not guaranteed. Another team could could waive him. I could be I could have that information wrong. So I know when that news came, people within Clipper Nation on Twitter was like, why don't we just trade Marcus Morris for Kevin Porter Jr. and a draft pick and waive Kevin Porter Jr.? Then basically mm-hmm. we traded Marcus Morris for a draft pick and Houston who's probably not going to be great <laughs> yeah. for, for the next couple of years. If we got a decent draft pick out of that, mm-hmm. then, you know, yeah. I, I don't, so like that's where Marcus, it's a win-win, right? Yeah. Marcus Morris is useful. Kevin Porter will just never play basketball <laughs> ever again in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the Clippers were able to get him off the books and 
but it looks like we're going into training camp there. You know, I think like there's a lot of bad light to a trade like that. It's, you know, using a really shitty situation to capitalize on it. But I think if the tweet came from Woe saying Clippers trade Marcus Morris for Kevin Porter Jr. plus draft pick. And then in the same tweet was like Kevin Porter Jr. is expected to be waived by the Clippers by today kind of thing. Then, it you know, then I think it doesn't look as bad, but it's still a very shitty situation to take advantage of. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the league gets involved on this uh, situation and prevents things from occurring. Um, but with that being said, I think it's, I think we both, I think we should all know this though. If Marcus Morris doesn't want to play for the Clippers this season and he hasn't been traded, he's probably going to sit out. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see him donning the, you know, donning the uniform just to do it. Um, so if he, it is what it is. Um, uh, for the trade though, like if it were to happen, I think it'd be a smart business move, but yeah, I, I think it could also be a negative publicity for the Clippers, yeah. um, which I totally agree with, with what you were saying. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a difficult line to walk on and I would rather not be involved with that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I've never said on this podcast that we should trade for him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ideally it would be the Harden trade, right? We, we include yeah. Morris in that deal. And Philadelphia can figure out what they want to do with Marcus, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, uh, Lamarie also included at the end of his article. I'm going to paraphrase, but Lawrence Frank said, basically, Lawrence Frank has mentioned this offseason that the team going into training camp may not necessarily be the team that starts the season. Mm-hmm. To me, that screams. We're gonna go see what James Harden does in Philadelphia before we we assume that the team going to training camp is gonna be the team that starts. And I I really do think there's like the Clippers will go into training camp. They got the guys who they have, and then they're gonna see if James Harden shows up. And then James Harden shows up to work and he plays for Philadelphia. And like although things could be toxic over there, but if he's playing and he just plays, then the Clippers have to figure out something else to do. Like. They can't they can't wait on the Harden things anymore, and then you're going to have to figure out what to do with these three expiring contracts uh, at your power forward position. Mm-hmm. And like, and I guess in the article too, Batum says he doesn't want to start. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's an interesting situation. We do have a whole that basically the whole piece is about that. We have a hole at power forward, and. We didn't necessarily address it except for getting KJ Martin. And I I like I like KJ Martin, but do, I don't know if he's starting material on this Clippers team yet. Or I don't I, I want to say I think he could be. I think I don't know if the team feels like he's starting material. I think the team feels like they can upgrade mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. So I'll ask you this. Marcus Morris enters training camp on the Clippers. Does he enter the season on the Clippers? I think so. Okay. Uh, do you think, uh, do you think, okay. I think we've had two seasons where <laughs> we've been disappointed, and uh, I think it's going to continue. <laughs> I think I think that's a, that's a good way to put it, right? It's just like you know, instead of instead of wanting something from the Clippers. It's best just to be disappointed. So when the disappointment happens, you're just like, oh, that that's yeah, that's great. I I was right about that. <laughs> exactly. What were you gonna say though? I'm curious. Uh, well, my follow up was gonna be like, do you think he'll be starting for the Clippers game one of the regular season? Do you think he'll be the starting power forward? Probably, yeah. Probably. If he if he doesn't if he doesn't get traded, yeah, I think he will. And he doesn't want to if he doesn't want to set out, yeah, I think he will. 
Okay. And then we're going to see the first shot he puts up and it's going to be a brick. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? No, no. I think he's going to make his first three of the season. And then he's going to have that look. He's going to say something to the crowd, you know, probably say bum ass Clipper fans or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to have like that look like, yeah, you shouldn't ever doubt me. And then li- literally go like uh, two for nine the rest of the night. <laughs> or he gets blown by. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna like he's gonna say like he's gonna be like he's gonna have that I'm still me look on his face, and then absolutely look, uh, absolutely <laughs> lit like uh who are they playing the Blazers, absolutely <laughs> lit like uh Jer- uh Keon Johnson. Ab- <laughs> uh, yeah, Keon, yeah, Keon Johnson starting right. He's gonna absolutely let Keon Johnson pull off the smoothest uh drive to the hoop <laughs> that we've ever seen in our lives and then in that moment there's going to be a clipper fan on twitter like hey we should have never treated Keisha- <laughs> oh, <Keisha Johnson. laughs> the wide receiver for the, the wide receiver for the <laughs> oh my god that's uh Keon johnson right <laughs> Yes. Yes. All right. Keon Johnson. <laughs> I, I think it's Keon Johnson. I'll be honest. It's, I forgot it's, last it's, Ke- it's Keon Johnson, I believe. <laughs> I know it's Keon, but. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> all right. so, yeah. I, if I, if you, right now, I'm getting a little bit pessimistic about the James Harden stuff. Uh, an article for Yahoo came out about Damian Lillard and then just snuck in this little thing about Harden. Like, yeah, Harden still wants to go to the Clippers. So I'm like, thanks, thanks for. <laughs> Thanks for the sentence. I would appreciate some elaboration because I've, <laughs> I've been waiting all summer for this. But I'm a little bit more pessimistic that it's going to happen. Like when I think is appropriate for it to happen. Now I'm, I'm now I'm in the realm of like it might just happen like a month into the season. It might happen at the trade deadline, and then at that point, or is it best to bring in someone that's gonna? Well, well, I have a question for you. Can with the new rules, is there anything that prohibits players from sitting out themselves? Yes, <laughs> they'll get so they they'll be fine. They'll be fine, and I think they can't. I I don't think they could sign anywhere else until they fulfilled. I don't know if it's fulfilling the contract, but I think like there's parameters in place that like they can't sign with another team because they sat out their contract. So, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We're on that topic. Do you feel like, how do you feel about that rule? Um, I do understand that the, the NBA had to give the owners some control over players sitting out and stuff like that. Uh, but I do think it's a little bit excessive. <laughs> yeah. You know, if. <laughs> If like, my job, my boss were to tell me like, you you need to get your ass in. I'm feeling sick, <laughs> like, yeah, or some or some shit like where I just don't I don't want to go in. I'd rather use my PTO. I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be. Yeah, like if I if I could be real about it, I think a decent punishment enough for someone who makes thirty something million dollars in the NBA. Just don't pay the guy. <laughs> and if you want to find him, you can find him. Like eventually they're gonna like get tired of losing out on the money. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna realize that they're they're costing themselves money, and they're not only costing themselves money this year, but they're costing themselves money for the rest of their uh rest of the their career. They have agents to pay, they have bills to pay. I understand that some that might sound ridiculous for someone who's making millions of dollars, but it's true. Like mm-hmm. they have get chunks too. They had they have. They have taxes to pay. They have yeah. they have expenses that are probably out of our imagination, and but they have those expenses and stuff like that, and they have families to feed and stuff like that. So it does hurt them for them not to get paid. And if James Harden wanted to make that decision, then he should. Like, and if you don't think that's a good enough reason or whatever, like, yeah, just you can't. They don't pay. Like. Yeah. I, I agree. We don't show up to work. We don't get paid. We get fired if anything. <laughs> right. right. Uh, to, to me, it just gets a little bit more of like the ownership of the person. Right. And that's where like, I don't like that feeling or right. that perceptive of that rule. That's what it feels like. 
Yeah, I know it goes into deep. It's more elaborate than how I explained it because I could probably be wrong, but I do know like he puts himself in a really bad position next season mm -hmm. if he doesn't play this season for the Philadelphia 76ers. But we all know in terms of ethics, he he took that opt-in with the expectation that he would get traded. He didn't take that opt-in because he wanted to play for the 76ers. So, like, if we're morally thinking about this, at least send him to where he wants to go and figure it out. Yeah. And I know that doesn't help the 76ers, but to be honest, having James Harden for one more season isn't helping the 76ers either. Yeah. There's no long-term plan there. <laughs> and then you're going to lose him for absolutely nothing the year after. It's true. I agree with you. So, like, at least, even if you don't feel like you're getting a lot in return for him this year, it's something. Like, you're not going to get anything better than what the Clippers are offering, especially since he only wants to play for the Clippers. So, and and what you say, another team comes along and offers you something a little bit better and stuff like that, but not a lot of teams want to take on another thirty million dollar player, like or mm -hmm. thirty five. I don't know. So it's going to be forty, I think, something if he gets traded. Like no one wants to, no one wants to take on another forty something million dollar player with the new CBA. So, yeah, like trade him if you could pull off getting a draft pick, get it. If not, just take back the expiring contracts. And if this pisses off Joel Embiid, in my opinion, if you're on Joel Embiid's like third superstar that he's playing with and it's not working out, then Joel Embiid should want to leave too. Like <laughs> it's just it might just be a 76ers thing. If you guys couldn't make the Jimmy Butler thing work, the Ben Simmons thing work, and now the James Harden thing work, it's just time to maybe move on from Joel, Joel Embiid as well. Yeah. If Joel Embiid wants to, like, you know, survive it and wait for the next guy, then sure. But yeah, dude, the Sixers have been blessed with some pretty good rosters for the last couple of years, and mm -hmm. they have been yet to capitalize on it. And I know it's <laughs> look at the Clippers, right? Um, but Here's the difference. He wants to come to us. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I think we spent every podcast trying, trying, trying to talk about James Harden. And I feel like this one, I went into it like, oh, let's try not to. But it's fun. It's, we always it's, end up going into it. it, it it's, yeah. it's the elephant in the room. Like, the Morris stuff, the power forward position, it's tied to the Harden thing. Because mm -hmm. if we don't get Harden, then we're stuck with these guys. Yeah. And if we do get Harden, then most likely at least one or two of them are out. And yeah. then we, we could, and then that really changes the power forward position. And even let's just say we do get Harden and people are like, well, Harden and Russell might not work together, breaking down analytics and stats and stuff. But I would tell you right now, Russell Westbrook probably, like if we're looking at it from a positionless aspect and let's just say Russell did start in the starting five. Russell does things better than Marcus Morris would. I would even say as a post-up defender, he's better. <laughs> even though he's like five, six inches shorter. He rebounds better offensively and defensively. And he's quicker. And to be honest, they probably shoot the same percentage from three now. So, so, <laughs> like, like, so like in my opinion, if you just want to put Russ at the off guard position or maybe Russ plays starting point guard and Harden plays off guard. But then defensively and then in your offensive setups, get creative, put Russ more in that power forward ish position slasher position. I, I think, I think like it could work. And if it doesn't, then reconfigure like you know what it irritates me to think that people still think that westbrook is not willing to play ball for the team right like he's not willing to compromise he came off the bench for pat bev dude like who and how are we still saying like he's this dude won't be willing to take like a like a backup role backup role like he yeah. did with the lakers the, the, that's always a possibility right i think westbrook and harden are good enough friends. They have a championship. They want to win a championship, so they're willing to do whatever they has to, whatever they have to do to get that done. So whoever plays, plays. It is what it is. Maybe Harden might. I, you know, I I still think Harden would. Um, I don't think. 
Harden is that toxic player that a lot of people make him out to be. I think he's always been put in terrible situations. And I've heard, you know, Jake mention it several times, uh, along with yourself, especially with the Nets situation. Uh, we've had episodes before. Um, I can't think of an episode in particular, but he's just been put in terrible situations with basically terrible teammates who mm-hmm. focus on themselves and they don't want to make themselves available when he got tired of it. Right. Yeah. Now was and now was Kyrie Irving at the net. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and think that Harden is a complete douche and, or toxic player. I think he's willing to do whatever he has to do for the, for the, I, for the championship. I, and to throw it out there, like keep in mind, a lot of players in the NBA get, get, frustrated with something and then they move on from their teams right it's it's not like james harden's the what the one who wrote the bible on how how to leave a team uh trust me like his teammates have been doing it long before he was um by teammates i mean like kevin durant and stuff like that but if you look at the situations where he left the Houston Rockets constantly switching out his his uh his superstar, you know, like first he had Chris Paul, you're switching him out for Russell Westbrook, and then he's like, all right, and then he's just got tired of it. He's just like, you guys are not providing me with a team to win here. I want to move on. I want to go play for Brooklyn. Okay, he goes to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving doesn't want to get vaccinated. Kevin Durant can't stay on the court. He's like, all right, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, and he and you know, he's just being transparent. And then and now in Philadelphia, he took a pay cut to bring in PJ Tucker, and he was he thought he was gonna get a better deal at the end of it, and he didn't. Daryl Murray said basically, we're not we you're not on our long term plans. And he's like, All right, then I'm gonna opt in and I wanna get traded. Every situation, yeah, James Harden has his reputation because like maybe he likes to go out and party and he sometimes shows up to training camp in a fat suit or something, but like people people give him this reputation, but to be honest, he's he's just a guy who's like, Hey, this situation's not working for me, I want to move on. And I think if I could do that at my job and you could do that at your job, Jesse, then why can't James Harden do it in the NBA? Exactly. Hundred percent agree with you. I would not tell you if you're miserable at your job to stay there and just suck it up because you're getting paid well. If you can get paid the same amount of money somewhere else and enjoy your environment, by all means, go for it. Right. So, um, but with that being said, I, I know we mentioned Westbrook and I know I'm like super contradictory to this, but even without James Harden, I'm still kind of excited to see Westbrook. You know, no, I'm not kind of. I am excited to see Westbrook, and I'm hoping to see a healthy Paul George and a healthy Kawhi. Um, and I'm interested in seeing what that trio can do. Um, yeah, so I'm still excited to see what that looks like, and yeah. I'll be looking forward to like actually paying attention to that. Um, but in comparison to the West, uh, the Lakers have gotten significantly better. Uh, they have a lot of depth. Um, and they have a lot of great players there. Um, so it's just a matter like when I say I want James Harden, it's because I want us to go all in, uh, and try and make something out of this. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think I think we can move on from the Marcus Morris thing a little bit. Um, but like, cause like. The Steve Ballmer interview on the Paul on Paul on podcast P, he was just he he kind of like reinstated and like uh not reinstated but like he uh explained in deeper detail on why he doesn't like rebuilds and stuff like that, and he he said something in in the I forgot the exact quote he used. But I listened to it and I was like, man, I like that this guy's our owner. He's like, there, he's like, there has, he's he, like, he just has this belief, and I'm paraphrasing and stuff like that, but he has this belief that like you could still plan for the future, but without sacrificing today. And basically, like, plan, like, basically, like, I don't know, like, basically, like, yeah, we could look for the future and stuff like that, but we could still try to win the championship this season kind of thing. 
and that made me that made me feel like all right like i like that about him i don't know if that model's gonna work <laughs> but <laughs> i like it in terms of like yeah let's go get james harden and if that doesn't work out we'll try the next thing and if that doesn't work out we'll try the next thing it's it feels good to have an owner that's legitimately always trying to win mm-hmm. we're still if you look at it from just steve Ballmer's ownership of the clippers like we're still a very young franchise mm-hmm. and sometimes i forget that and sometimes i want steve Ballmer to do more but he even explained he's like you know there's there's people on this team or on in this organization who could do a better job than me on that he's like yeah there are decisions when it comes to money and personnel that sometimes i have to make a call on because it's my money <laughs> he's like but he, there's people he trusts in his organization to basically run the show and do what's best for the team that he's like he's like i think owners that get too involved sometimes ruin teams and i appreciate that from i agree look at the colts (laughs) yeah yeah like right yeah like i don't think i don't picture and you know what it does it does go on to say like with everything that's happened with marcus morris that if marcus morris could still show up to training camp and play and yeah we all think it's it's not going to be good but if he could show up to play I think that says a lot about like how Steve Ballmer is running the organization. It's not becoming this big toxic scene of like you're going to have an 18 million dollar player like creating scenes in the locker room and not trying to play and stuff like and that stuff could all be happening. <laughs> we just we just don't see it. Mm-hmm. But even with like the James Harden thing, like and like you said, you're still excited to see Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Kawhi playing. Like to be honest, so am I. Yeah. Like, I think we've had a long enough off season that I'm a little bit like, all right, I'm not so burned off of what happened last season as of right now. Mm-hmm. I, I could still remember it, but like, I'm not feeling as burned. I could go into the season with a fresh mindset, and then the first game Kawhi misses or the first time he's like limping off the court, then it's gonna all just come back to me like <laughs> not flashbacks. <laughs> but. But I, 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 I am ex- like I said, I am excited. I think this team's good with even without James Harden. I think the team's really good and I think they'll be exciting to watch. But if we get James Harden, man, it's 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 a game changer for yeah, oh, like, definitely for, right? my, for my mental health and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I completely agree with you on that. Um, I you know, it's interesting. I didn't listen to that podcast, but I've been told by a lot of my coworkers who listen to podcast P that they generally just love Steve Ballmer and the energy he brings. And it's kind of cool to see, like, I guess, like, everyone knows the personality of Steve Ballmer. And he's very energetic. He's all for the team. He just wants the team to, to succeed. And I feel like he's like the only only owner owner that we know the personality of, right? Like in the NBA. Yeah. And that's kind of a cool thing. I really enjoy that. I think he really cares about the fans. Um, but I think he also understands, like you said, um, that he's hired these people to do their job and to do it well. And he's putting their he's putting his trust in them to do that. Um, uh, and that's just a very business thing to do. It's it's a very CEO thing to do right like mm-hmm. that's how you build a successful company is like you're not always hands-on and everything you get fully capable people to do that job and I think it's also shows a lot that that's why they tippy-toed a lot on Kawhi Leonard right as much as it pissed us off they knew how to manage it right to make Kawhi happy uh at the expense of fans and Fortunately, that's that's how it goes. Unfortunately, right? You, you lose Kawhi, you lose a lot of things. Because there's a fine line, and we could use Seventy Sixers as an example. Like, let's yeah. just say that we don't think this is working, which could be completely the case. And maybe Steve Ballmer and the rest of the guys do feel that way. But you still, if you do decide to move on from two one three, you still gotta have an organization and environment and an atmosphere and a team that will attract other free agents. You do not want to 
necessarily burn your bridge with Paul George and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I think it might be in the franchise's best interest that yeah. if they want to move on, it's because they want to move on. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that's because they don't like playing for the Clippers. It's because they can make more money somewhere else or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we may get an extension news at some point for one of them, but we may not. And they may just play out their final year. And if they want to walk, they walk. Yeah. You know, I'm ex- I'm fully expecting the extensions though. Yeah. I'm but, pretty sure that's going to happen. But yeah. Um, um, yeah. I think if we don't, and, and again, don't, don't get me wrong guys. Uh, I was super irritated by this. I'm pretty sure you guys heard me complain about it. Uh, it's probably one of the reasons why I, uh, um, nah, I don't know. I don't think we're ever gonna get our like, <laughs> um, whatever credentials they are. But uh, I didn't purchase the Clipper Pass because of that, you know. Um, but I also understand that if if they were to you know completely throw Kawhi Leonard under the bus, we most likely would have been in the Sixers situation right now where James. Just as James Harden wants out, Kawhi wants out. Mm-hmm. And then we're scrambling around to look for the best uh we can. And we're probably getting low ball. <laughs> Just like the Sixers. So right. Um so yeah. I, I think I, like to be honest, like I said, like last season ended really poorly. I think it was I'm gonna go into it thinking like that was a wake up call for this mm-hmm. team. I am going to hope that Lawrence Frank does make a decision by the time uh the season starts on like who makes the team and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if like everyone's on vacation and then GMs don't show up to work till training camp starts. But yeah. I, like uh, Woj was saying, like the Clippers and 76ers haven't talked for a while about it, but that just might be because you don't have the same conversation every day. Like we're doing the same podcast this whole, this entire summer. Like, <laughs> like, <it's> like... <laughs> you know, to, to your point about taking a season serious, the fact that, I think Ty Lu mentioned earlier, right? We gotta start taking regular season seriously, and I'm kind of interested to see what that looks like, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with the new rule, right? You can't sit your two stars uh, at the same time, but yeah, you can always BS things, right? Like, which I want to throw something out there, and I and I'm not gonna sit here and just defend the Clippers just because I can. They use the Clippers photo a lot for a lot of those things. But to be honest, a lot of the NBA teams do the exact same thing. Like the Warriors sometimes don't play eight of their top eight players in an entire game. Mm-hmm. Like Curry and all of them load manage too. LeBron load manages too. Yeah. And a lot of those games where the where Paul George and Kawhi missed was because they were legitimately injured. It wasn't because it was like, hey, we're just gonna take a night off. And most nights, Paul George played when Kawhi didn't. So I just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna people forget load management started with LeBron James. It was yeah. all circled around LeBron James, and it was in his Miami Heat days, mm-hmm. and it was in his Cleveland Cleveland days, and it, it, yeah, it, it it does irritate me that the Clippers are always used for any of those kind of news and for me like news being shared. Yeah, that's, that's pretty annoying. Yeah, well, I hope the Clippers double down on the load management this year. Then just to prove oh, yeah. that, they, <laughs> just to prove that they they've earned the, that photo on the Zoom species at the expense of my mental health. Kawhi is gonna be like, I I know it's gonna hurt Brian a lot, but I'm not playing tonight. I just have a tear down my face while I'm trying to find parking at the crypto. So someone's on the press conference like, but 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 why would you do that, Brian? Uh no comment. <laughs> Paul Paul George is like, and uh this is gonna hurt Jesse, but I'm not playing either. What the f- <laughs> I'm like in the crowd. What the f- <laughs> Paul, you said you want to do that to me. <laughs> You're lying. You're lying. Russell wanna do this. <laughs> Anyone's got my back, Russell Westbrook does. Yeah. But yeah, I uh at the end of the day, Morris moves on. Maybe Batum stays. Kevin Tim moves on, and since Batum doesn't want really want to play, he, <laughs> he, uh, that means more KJ Martin minutes. I think that's that's good. 
But yeah. we gotta get rid of some of the dead weight at power forward. I think that <laughs> I think that's just we probably couldn't have said that in 10 minutes, but <laughs> we had to stretch this out. Yeah, the uh, gang goes all over the place, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on X at LA Clips Forum. We'll be on there until Elon makes it uncomfortable to be on there. It's slightly <laughs> uncomfortable, uh, but it's not entirely uncomfortable. But someday it will be, and then we're going to have to dust off that Instagram. Uh, but and you know what? I like it. I just want to say something. We appreciate our fans. You know, I always use the whole, you know, like you guys can be doing anything with your time, but you spent it with us and we appreciate that. But also I want to say, like, to be honest, me and Jesse would be talking about the Clippers anyway. Like, would we talk about it year round? Probably not, but we would be talking about it anyways. We just wanted an outlet. We use each other as an outlet. This is what the podcast is. We just push a record button and we appreciate that you guys want to listen to it. Because, like, to be honest, we'd probably be doing the exact same thing over Fortnite or call of duty or something <laughs> but we're doing it <laughs> so you guys can listen to it and we appreciate you guys and uh yeah well i guess i guess all i can say is go clippers go clippers and please james harden please come. Fat suit. <laughs> please come please come dude <laughs> i i please show up after like you do do like a layup drill and i want you to just let nick nurse i want you to look nick nurse in the face and just be like hey i think i feel something in my hammy (laughs) (laughs) he walks completely fine to the locker he doesn't even limp he's just like hey i I think i think i think i feel something in my hammy and and he's gonna walk by maury in the hallway he's like hey we're going james you can't sit out (laughs) now with the new rules he's like yeah, I feel something in my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> as as he just like does one of those like you know like uh when you when you jump and you try and you like like kind of do that that touch on the top <laughs> dude, of a door frame. Dude, I can't believe you th- <laughs> you thought about that because I was legit thinking that in my head. I cannot believe you mentioned that. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like this is my hammy, and then he just does that little jump and touches the door frame. <laughs> <laughs> I think we also do it like in high school whenever we yeah. see like, the doorway, we just try one. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yes, that's exactly what I pictured too. That's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that's why we do podcasts together. Yeah, that's why. And uh, let's just banish uh, Morris to the I don't know the outer realm, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Philly realm. <laughs> You know it's funny. Uh, if he gets banished, he'll probably show up on my LinkedIn as a as a as a recommended connection. <laughs> I get like Thomas Dimitro. I was like, what the fuck? Why do I want to link with this guy? And I'm just like, what the... a lot of Falcons GM. Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, hey uh, Jesse, we need a new left tackle. <laughs> he's like, hey man, I don't know. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so we're out <laughs> layers <laughs>